mindset. It's how we see life, people, events, and in some cases, it can even dictate how people see you. The High Frequency Mindset Podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better. Host Sally Wagner is a coach and entrepreneur, and she has some answers for you, as well as some soul-searching questions for her guests that will definitely raise your vibe. Here's Sally. Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest, Pauline Rodish. Pauline, welcome. Sally, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, likewise, and I can't wait to introduce you to the audience so then you and I can talk. How about that? Thank you. Pauline Rodish is the founder of Phenomenal Results Limited and is known as the Mindset Detective. I love that. She combines her expertise as an intuitive mindset coach and transformational uh, hypnotherapist and her investigative skills which she honed from her time as a Garda. So people may not know that that is a police officer, correct? That is correct, yes. yes. She helps her clients to uncover the cause of their limiting beliefs so they can start over with confidence and self-belief. Her guidance and encouragement make her clients primed to reach their full potential with the right mindset for success. She has appeared on Ireland AM, The Elaine Show, and Today FM. She has been featured in the Daily Mail and Positive Life magazines. Her speaking and client list include Bank of Ireland, AON Insurance Group, and Salesforce. She has spoken at several international virtual summits, sharing her lessons on conscious manifestation. All this experience has come together in a way that now serves her clients at the highest level. Through a unique combination of services that include spiritual success principles and proven practical strategies, she helps women take the mystery out of getting what they want. Pauline is an avid reader and learner. She loves yoga, walking in nature, travel, and good food. She lives in Galway, Ireland with her fantastic husband, Declan, cherished teen son, Finn, and their adorable golden doodle, Luna. She published her first nonfiction book, a teaching memoir called Just Trust on July 22nd, which became an international bestseller overnight. Again, Pauline, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Sally. Really appreciate it. Yes. So I, I love that very background. Uh, not the same. And yet we have a lot of commonalities. I was a, a prosecutor many years ago. Uh, so I worked in criminal justice system here in the U.S. Uh, and I love that you are a, a mindset detective. Did I recall it right? <laughs> yes, you did. I, I mean, it just simply comes again. It's like looking back on life as I was, I mean, I branded myself with that a little over a year ago and on the journey to find out, you know, when it came to the branding and the marketing of, of, of what I was wanting to do and who I wanted to serve. And I played many ideas, but it just, I'm all about the mindset. I'm all about your soul and living your soul's purpose. Yes. But everything we do, we have to investigate and explore and become curious. Yeah. So I just yeah. sort of merged that background where as a policewoman, you know, I was investigating crime and looking for clues and putting things together for a court case. And so I just feel it was a skill that I learned that serves me very well now with clients. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you hit on such important points there with curiosity and investigation. And uh, it's really all about that journey of discovery uh, for women, for anybody to figure out what they want, right? And then learn how to get it. Absolutely. And I think more and more people, certainly the people that are coming to me are often saying, I just don't know who I am. I don't know what's next for me. I just know I'm not fulfilled. I'm stuck. And so we have to figure it all out. You know, why are you stuck? Where are the patterns? What are the limitations? Uh, and it's a variety of, you know, feelings of uh, doubting oneself or not feeling good enough or feeling, you know, that they've nothing really to contribute, which is, of course, mm -hmm. not true. Right. Exactly. And and yet it it starts with the mindset because we have so much programming from the world, society, family, you know, all all sources that tell us things like that. You know, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I, it, it, I'm not good enough. You know, all of those messages. So how do you help people overcome those limitations in mindset? Look, because I'm a, a hypnotherapist, um, clinical hypnotherapist, I help people under hypnosis to identify where the cause of their beliefs and habits and, you know, their thinking has come from their mindset. So when they're in that state, they can clearly, the subconscious mind contains all of our memories. Yes. And of course, I know there's different schools of thought, if you like, around the age where our conscious mind has started to form and develop some people say five others say seven so somewhere between the age of five and seven our conscious mind has begun to develop we've more cognition about what's going on around us but before that we have no ability to filter out anything that is inappropriate or untrue so we accept everything so therefore we have a collection of memories and ideas about ourselves and beliefs that we form in early childhood caused by, as you said, societal, you know, influences. But initially it would be those that took care of us, who raised us, parents or carers, um, our school, our schooling. And then, of course, the idea is our beliefs, we begin, we, we make our beliefs as the child and then our beliefs make us. So yes. I believe a certain thing about myself as a young person. Well, I'm going to be exuding that energy. I'm going to be attracting those experiences. I'm also going to get evidence that that is true. Mm -hmm. But the problem is it's not true because the belief in the first place is untrue yes. and unfounded. Yeah. The, so it's it, helping them to identify that. And then, of course, we eliminate it and then we install new beliefs under yeah. hypnosis again. Yeah, uh, it, it's so true. And, and I tell people this all the time. It's not what you don't know that holds you back. It's what you do know that's not true that holds you back. Yes. And yes. and so it's a whole process to unlearn those things that we know that are not true. Um, and it happens in so many ways. And, and it happens at, at the level of our subconscious. So the, you need practices like the hypnotherapy to get to that level to, as you say, uninstall. And, and I use that same terminology and then install new thoughts and behaviors. Yeah. And it's so possible to change the whole trajectory of your life. And it's so liberating for people. Yes. The, the, the language that I hear mostly after a session is I feel lighter. You know, I yes. just feel lighter and I feel, you know, more positive. And, yeah. and then, of course, you know, it takes a minimum of 21 days to break an old habit. Mm. But according to the University of London, it can take up to 66 days to form right. a new habit. Yes. 
And yeah. people are shocked because I do follow ups with people. You know, I do some coaching. I add some coaching into that process. It's like a mm-hmm. transformational hypnotherapy program. And so what, the reason for that is I'm helping people through the transition because I know that they're going to falter and I know that yeah. change is hard. So I want to support the change and the, and the transition. But yeah. inevitably, I take out my calculator on my phone and I'm the recording. I, I would make a hypnotic recording for each person afterwards that's personalized to their needs and their wants, who they want to be without these limitations. And so they get to listen to that. And so inevitably, it, it, it's anywhere between 16 and 20 minutes long, the audio recording. So maybe I speak to them 10 days after the initial uh, session and therefore they've done 10, 20 minutes, which is 200 minutes which is just over three hours of reprogramming. And, you know, when you, you know, equate that to, um, well, it's taken you a lifetime, whatever age they are, to get to where you were before you, you we did this process. And now you've only been three hours reprogramming and already they're seeing changes or maybe some of them are a little bit impatient. They're not seeing in, enough of a change. They have to understand. And I share this with them, that it takes time to build neural pathways. They're literally changing yeah. the brain. So it's not instant transformation because that's impossible mm-hmm. you can have an instant uh, light bulb moment and an instant awareness and an instant understanding oh gosh is that's what's been happening I see that pattern I now understand why because we're not just dealing with the symptoms we're dealing with the cause so you can get an instant realization there but for the change it takes time yeah yeah absolutely and And to your point about how long it takes, you know, it's not enough to get rid of the old behavior. It's to replace it with something positive, something that is consciously chosen, because if we don't replace it, it's we're going to fall back into those old patterns. Absolutely. I mean, it's very important that people understand that. And I I mean, I I, I would be an educator as much as anything else when I'm helping people because I want them to understand it and understanding is very powerful and it allows them to support themselves because I'm all about empowering people I don't want people to be dependent on me I don't want people to be dependent on anything other than their own sense of who they are and to reconnect with that because I think a lot of our problems is because we have forgotten who we are we don't know who we are at our core yeah you know I mean we're a soul yeah, eternal, eternal being in a, this temporary physical body. And a lot of what has happened in our lives that has caused us to have those limitations are opportunities for growth and to reconnect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree. Uh, so uh, let me ask you about your book that it came out in June and, and you and I were working on a different book project together that and it was all launching around the same time. And right. uh, and you had your book launch. Um just trust. Did I recall the name correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So would you share with us some of what the book is about? Thank you so much. Well, this book has been, had been percolating for many a year. It's a memoir, but it's a teaching memoir. That's the genre. So obviously I'm sharing teachables within the book, but I'm sharing my own journey of discovery and uncovering my true life purpose and all the twists and turns along the way. And the lessons that I learned and also highlighting really my own innate wisdom, which we've all got this innate wisdom, but I knew it from a very, very young age. And so I'm highlighting that my own story, sharing that message, but it so that others can see 
the truth of themselves really in my story and um, that seems to be the feedback I'm getting it has certainly resonated with a lot of people from different ages in fact mm-hmm. um, I've had teenagers read the book I've also had women in their 70s read the book mm-hmm. and everyone in between so it is resonating because it is a universal message at the end of the day I just wanted to invite people to know that they have this superpower that is their intuition their mm-hmm. inner guidance system And one of the big stories that I share, which is a big story in my own life, because I always wanted to be a mother. And I was told when I was 18 by my GP that um, it was highly unlikely that I would ever become a mother. And it was um, I went to the GP because I had an erratic menstrual cycle for the five years that I had a menstrual cycle. And my mother thought it was a good idea that I got it explored. Now, it wasn't explored. It was simply a conversation across an office desk in a surgery. And there was no blood test. There was no examinations. It was just uh, me saying what was going on in my life and um, being told that I probably wouldn't have children. Now, I was 18 years of age at the time, and I was subsequently told that in my 20s again by other doctors and again in my 30s. I was 41 when I had my son because that day when that doctor said to me, you know, it's highly unlikely you're going to get pregnant or be a mother. Of course, I wasn't looking to get pregnant at that age, but I remember feeling really you know obviously very sad and there was a moment of is this my fate and my goodness am I broken is there something wrong with me and then immediately this voice from within said to me don't let it in you're going to be a mother and I held on to that and I never said it to anybody you know I never told anybody that but I had been receiving messages I would be very clear audience I was receiving messages from a very young age in terms of God and religion and spirituality and my own understanding of what God and spirit was. And it wasn't really found in a strict Catholic upbringing that I had. And I've no problem with anybody who has a strong religious upbringing. You know, for me, I just knew that it was it was very divisive. And I always wanted to be part of this world and this global community and have friends from different backgrounds and cultures. And it might have been a very naive thing, but it's interesting that I have exactly that in my life. I have friends from all over the world. I have had done extensive travel because of one of my careers as well in British Airways as cabin crew, but also my love of travel. I have friends from every denomination and culture and color skin, you know, and that's what I always wanted, even as a child. And But the way we were being taught, it was potentially telling us, no, you can't have that. You know, you've got to stay in your box and with this particular tribe, et cetera. And I suppose I've broken a few um, molds and I've broken a few rules. And I married a man who was married before and he had he has two children and they were only small children at the time, 26 years ago when I met him. And it was all taboo, you know, but I just had this inner trust. I was listening to this inner voice. And I've shared all of those stories in the book and just to invite people to trust that voice because it does speak to us. Our life speaks to us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, And what a fabulous journey. And and I I love the title, Just Trust. Um, And going back to our earlier conversation, you know, I think we're taught not to trust those voices and those messages. and so a lot of what I do sounds like what a lot of you do in coaching is to help people reconnect with that because it's so powerful. Very much so. And I guess I've always been somebody that challenged 
you know, I love my parents very much and I'm very blessed that they're still living. I love them very much. They, you know, they, they did the best they could with their level of awareness. So, sure. uh, and, and that is another story that I share in the book because I knew that I never, ever wanted to fall out with my father. My father was the religious one, my mother not. But um, I knew I never wanted to fall out with him because I, I knew on a level that I could never articulate um, that that was not the way to go. I, I didn't want to have to be dealing with a fallout or that disharmony in my family. I wanted to love my father even more. But what he was trying to do for me, he was doing it to protect me. He was doing it, you know, trying to guide me, you know, that this is the way. And But it wasn't the only way and it isn't the right. only way. And the message I received when I was six saying the rosary one night very reluctantly I heard the message in my ear there is another way mm. and there is another way for everything there's another way to know God there's another way to be married there's another way to have children I am blessed to be a, a biological mother I'm also blessed to be a stepmother mm -hmm. so you know I have three children in my life and I have numerous nieces and nephews and I have a lot of children that come to me for, you know, help with anxiety and various things. So I love children. I taught children yoga and various things. I've had a lot of children in my life and I love it because I really thrive in that environment. But yeah, I mean, the love was very important. And but I kind of had this awareness that more awareness, I could say, than my parents had. And that's not to sound, you know, facetious in any way or kind of condescending to anybody. But I just seemed and I remember one time a healer that I went to myself, it was he he did family constellation work. And he told me that really the roles were reversed. I was really the parent, you know, and um, it's probably true. And I was the third par parent for my five siblings as well, um, which they would often um, remark on and they would agree with that. So. It's when I look back on my life, everything has happened for good reason, because I feel I can I, I can really connect with people from different walks of life and I can empathize because my life certainly has not been in a straight line. You know, I've had many detours, but it has all helped me to become who I am today. And yeah. I like who I am. I feel I'm in my authentic self. I'm being the most hap happiest work-wise that I've ever been. And I've done so many different things, but I truly love what I do. Yeah, uh, amazing. And and as you were sharing that, I was thinking uh, a lot of us, myself included, have have taken the scenic route through life. <laughs> and, exactly. uh, and to get to the point where, as you were saying, you know, I, I love who I am. It, many of us, finally, we love who we are. And so... Uh, perhaps at the time we weren't thrilled about the journey. And yet in retrospect, we can really see how it led to the yes. victory of who we are now. Well, I think no, no experience that we've had in life is wasted. Yeah. And again, it is a mindset shift to see it that way, mm -hmm. because obviously if we don't, we're, we're, we're dealing with a victim mindset, yes. which is very disempowering. No, yeah. It's just, yeah. Oh, and I, you're, you're rarely can rarely can people lift themselves out of that unless they get some help, of course, or even recognize that they can have an alternative or that there is another way to the way that they think. Because a lot of people are just going around on autopilot. They're sleepwalking through life. And again, mm -hmm. that's not to be disrespectful or judgmental. Not at all. Yeah. We don't know until we know. And right. I think that's why it's so important that more and more of us are coming out 
and sharing our gifts and talents and turning up that light and showing what's possible for people because you know I mean you and I do the same work effectively but we'll do it in a different way because you'll bring your experiences from your life to the work that you do and I bring mine so we will naturally resonate resonate with different people and different people will gravitate towards us because of that energy connection it's amazing really I mean I often it leads me into something else entirely but you know I'm always sharing with the women that I work with that there is no competition you know when you're being yourself there is no competition and here you and I are both coaches but there's enough for both of us and and, and everybody else that's out there doing this kind of work and in fact there's room for more to actually do Mm -hmm. this work yeah so that we can help people to become aware that there is another way and not to be in that victim mindset. Absolutely. And and to your point, it is so individual, you know, it's because we we're going to resonate at uh, an energetic level. So someone who is going to be drawn to you, not going to be drawn to me necessarily. And yes. and that's as it should be. Right. Because we're here. Yeah, we're, and to be we're okay with that and mature yeah. about that, and it's fine and respect people's decisions, you know. Absolutely, um, there is certainly enough for us all to go around. And I think, you know, uh, every time we are faced with a challenge, there's an opportunity to do an, a bit of a, a, an audit of ourselves and find out, well, you know, could I have done something differently? How am I showing up? And because we are humans, although we're spiritual beings, but the human part of us is is is, is impacted by certain circumstances and things mm-hmm. outside of our control but we always have the control of our mind we always have the ability to to really manage ourselves in that way and it's very important that we do absolutely uh, and that's all part of resilience building you know and as as we build resilience then we're able to call upon those higher frequencies on demand uh, and then we're able to respond rather than react to circumstances well, resilience, according to Deepak Chopra, is a spiritual practice. Mm. Yeah. I love I, that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I teach a lot about resilience. It, it is such an important thing. It really is. Well, I'm definitely a rubber ball. I definitely <laughs> keep bouncing back. Yeah. Because, well, it's because of the purpose driven by something inside, you know, mm-hmm. and even if something happens that is not to my liking, you know, I I, I, I am grateful to have the ability and the insight to know yes. it's happening for me. What do I need to learn? Yeah. And, you know, just regroup my thoughts and off I go again. I think that's all part of the mindset piece that, you know, when we approach it uh, with curiosity and yes. openness, then we we don't get dragged down into those low frequencies of potentially victimhood and you know despair and all of those things. We can we can maintain a higher level with curiosity, with uh, anticip- eager anticipation of what's next, and enthusiasm and never yes. losing and joy. Yeah, yeah. And no, we have a choice. I mean, we have a choice. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that you do have a choice and it's important as well to challenge some of the beliefs that have held you back and, you know, that are outdated and expired and very much obsolete and to be okay with um, being honest about it and recognizing that you can change. I think honesty is really important here and um, helping people to be honest with themselves. Yeah, There's nothing more liberating for me to hear somebody that I'm working with 
say things that, you know, once upon a time they could never have admitted to because already they have just, you know, moved so far forward in their lives with that acknowledgement and then the awareness that they have as a result. And then it's just a question of, okay, what do I want? Who am I? How can I contribute? What am I here to do? They are big questions. They absolutely deserve and warrant our attention because the alternative is to go around in a circle going aimlessly nowhere and always hitting nowhere. You know, aim at nothing, you hit nothing. And right. I, I heard a quote from um, a Henry Kissinger quote. If you if you don't if you're not clear about where you're going, you're always going to end up nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I like to help people just to really connect and, and have purpose and a mission and an aiming point, at least, you know, and going for it. Yeah. So that's so important to have that sense of uh, direction and where am I headed toward, right? Yes, very yeah. much, so. very much so. But it's exciting. The journey can be very, very exciting. Um, yes, it can be challenging. But again, it's a question of why are things happening in this life to me? That's the victim question. Mm -hmm. Why is it happening for me? is a very empowering question because then you get a chance to look at it differently and explore new ways yeah, and, and recognize habits that you want to change. Right. Exactly. And, and that's what coaching is about because it's, it's hard sometimes for people to see it for themselves. Um, and just that little bit of somebody else's perspective to help guide them to reach their own higher perspective is so important. Well, what I love about the coaching model really is, um, and I've really had to train myself not to jump in at times to give answers to people because that, that is not so helpful. No. And, you know, it's just I'm enthusiastic. I, I can sometimes see uh, the patterns, but it's not helpful. I've learned that over the years and I've learned to be quiet because the whole idea of, of, of the coaching model really is to help people get insights themselves because that is when you truly awaken to yeah. your power. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the ability to be quiet is so important. I, I learned that many years ago in negotiating as yes. a powerful negotiation tactic because yes. a lot of people are not comfortable with silence. And so they start talking to fill it and you Correct. learn a lot. <laughs> I agree with quiet. that. I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> I think back in my youth, I would have been shy about those long pauses. But now I will be instrumental in creating them. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. So I have a couple more questions for you as we're kind of winding down here. And my first question, and here's the setup. In my coaching, I use an acronym a lot of times, and it's MSG. These are going to sound familiar because we've talked about it. It stands for mindset, skill set, and get off your asset. Because it. It, it really incorporates a lot of very important principles that we've been talking about. So as you look over your journey and uh, the way you are so instrumental in serving people, what is a principle that you identify that contributes to your success? Believe it or not, the one thing that I adhere to is loyalty to my soul. So I have been really, my whole life has been about why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? So I've been on that investigative journey for a long time decades in fact and being loyal to my soul I've recognized 
that I'm here to help others to be loyal to theirs. Now, I get quite emotional when I say that, but that is where I'm always trying to steer people to understand that beautiful um, meaning of their lives is that they have got something to share and that nobody can do it like them. Mm-hmm. And so that's if that's a principle, I've never been asked the question before, but that is just my answer to that. I know that each one of us has a purpose and I have done it for myself, the investigative side of things. I feel very comfortable where I'm at. I know that it's going to continue evolving for me, but I know it's only going to go deeper and hopefully have more of an impact and maybe narrow things down and maybe even simplify what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely room for that. But in, in essence, what drives me and what gets me out of bed is helping people to understand themselves more mm-hmm. and to realize their value and that they have something really to offer. That is what guides me and what influences me. I love it. That That is a beautiful expression of being authentic and true to who you are and your mission and vision and purpose in life. Thank you. Yes. Final question. How can people get in touch with you? Well, my website is very simple, themindsetdetective.com. On Instagram, I'm exactly that, the Mindset Detective. They're probably the two best ways of contacting me, really. Via the website, I offer a complimentary investigate me call, a bit like your discovery call. And it's just an opportunity to, you know, talk about perhaps what are the limitations that you've got, because I, I, my, my main focus is to release you of those limitations um, so that you can be all that you're born to be. And I can help you see that and ways to perhaps release that and eliminate them in your life. Fabulous. So everybody, if you did not write that down, make sure you check the show notes because all of that information will be there. I strongly recommend reach out for that free investigative session. That sounds amazing. Uh, And Pauline, thank you again so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Sally. My pleasure, honestly. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, likewise. And thank you everybody for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.